Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Oh, Parag Marate, president of 49ers Enterprises and executive vice president of football operations. And now on the board of Leeds United, Premier League Leeds United, Parag, can you believe it? Oh, it's fantastic. It's been uh, it's been a fun ride. It's uh, it's uh, becoming a bigger and bigger football fan by the minute. <laughs> you have taken some path to English football. You broke through as a young whiz kid getting an MBA from Stanford with little grounding in gridiron football, but were brought into the 49ers organization to dig into salary cap research, personnel decisions, head coaching searches, because you bring a different thought process. How would you describe that thought process? Honestly, it's just around trying to uh, do everything we can to help us make better decisions. You know, everything has is grounded in, in, in research and looking in data and looking at ways uh, where you can just tilt things a little bit in your favor. Instead of 50-50, make it 55-45. And, uh, you know, everything that you could do to give yourself a little bit of an advantage, like you might as well research and see the best way you can do that. In 2015, some of the 49ers ownership group invested in Sacramento's pro soccer team, which has since been announced as a future MLS franchise. What were you looking to achieve with that investment? Honestly, we had built a pretty nice blueprint within the 49ers of uh, how to go about uh, developing a stadium, figuring out where to build a stadium, how to finance and sell it, and just building an organization. And what we did and, and what we helped do in Sacramento was just sort of export that same blueprint and export that same philosophy. Uh, and, you know, there is a level of the passion and fanhood in the city of Sacramento for that team uh, is pretty resounding. And it was something that uh, we, honestly felt very similar to uh, what we have at the 49ers. And so uh, really just trying to take our expertise and help them grow and achieve something is what we were proud to be a part of. You are a data man. When you look at football, soccer, from a data perspective, I mean, analytics has changed baseball and the NFL, but still relatively early days in soccer. How do you look at the state of soccer analytics? How far behind American sport is it? You know what? I don't actually think about it that way in terms of behind or ahead. What I see as a great frontier in global football and in what makes in what makes football or the Premier League so much different than any American sport is that there is a global market for talent, right? In the U.S., whether you're looking for an NBA bas uh, a basketball player or even MLB, you're pretty much restricted within North America, um, or or and certainly in football, it's only in the U.S. In the Premier League, you can find players anywhere and everywhere in the world. Uh, they're the sourcing players and sourcing talent and finding where you can unearth rare gems is anywhere and everywhere. And so to the extent that you can identify physical traits or athletic measurements or honestly mental characteristics that are good predictors of performance, 
you can immediately build yourself uh, a little bit of an advantage and shifting from 50-50 to 55-45, it's a great frontier. There's so much opportunity and that's something that has always intrigued me. But you love numbers and in American sports, baseball, you can isolate performance, batter versus pitcher. But Premier League plays, let's say a goal comes from, I mean, so many interplays. They have to break down the goalkeeper's positioning, central defender's communication, the quality of the cross, the attacker's run, the diversionary run into space by a teammate. How does the numbers game translate to that? Does the numbers game for you translate to that? Well, you know, let me, uh, let me rephrase what you said earlier. It's not that I love numbers. I love winning. <laughs> uh, that's what I wanted. So whatever, whatever helps us win is all I want to do, right? Uh, whether that is via numbers or whether that is by you know, running laps around a track, I'll do whatever it takes to win. Uh, and so with that, I mean, I think what has been phenomenal is Coach Marcelo Bielsa is, has been so phenomenal. And he is so um, thoughtful and methodical and comprehensive and, and meticulous about his process um, that uh, whatever you, however you want to call it, whether it's analytical analytics or something else, um, he, he has the formula, you know. And so, and with him and with Victor and with Andrea and with Angus, you know, I'll tell you right now, we are, we're passengers on their plane, right? We're not, we're not driving the plane. We're not flying the plane by any means. Uh, and we're proud to be associated with them. Uh, and we're proud to watch the success that they've had. 2018, the 49ers purchased a minority stake at Leeds United, which at the time was hailed as an attempt to foster shared business practice between the two clubs. First, take us back there. How did it happen in the first place? Uh, so interestingly enough, it was probably seven or eight years ago that I first, as I was looking across European football, identified Leeds as, as, uh, as just a dormant brand, a, a team and a club that had so much fan recognition and passion uh, globally, not just within Leeds or within the UK. I mean, globally, they had that, but they had fallen on hard times. And so it was actually three ownership groups prior uh, to Andrea. I actually reached out. I want to say it was 2012 or 13. Uh, I believe it was a Middle Eastern ownership at the time about sharing business practices and doing a sort of a um, uh, sort of partnership. And we even announced it. We didn't we didn't invest any money, but we even announced it publicly at a press release. <laughs> nothing materialized, and fortunately, uh, nothing materialized because that 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 was not uh, that would not have been, ended up well. Um, and then fast forward. I actually met Andrea in, I want to say 2015 or 16 through a personal friend, a, a mutual friend. And we ended up having a personal kinship at that time. We spent the day here at Levi Stadium. I gave him a tour. We had dinner. We had drinks. Uh, we spent the day together and hit it off. Fast forward six months later, he purchased Leeds. And I reached out. I said, hey, wait a second. Uh, this is a club that I've been looking at for five years. Uh, and honestly, Rogers, it was because I saw so many similarities to the 49ers from a decade ago or 15 years ago when the 49ers were, we have a global fan base. We have such, we're one of the top brands in all of the world in any sport. And yet the Niners were in, falling on hard times at that point. We did not have a stadium to play in uh, or new stadium to play in. And we sort of rebuilt the franchise. And that's where I saw Leeds. And that's where I see Leeds in terms of the growth trajectory and opportunity they have. So I reached out to Andrea and said, hey, we want in too. Uh, we want to be a part of this with you. And we like I talked about earlier, we have a, we've built a nice blueprint and we can export a lot of our strategy and expertise and people that we have, frankly. Uh, and so we've, we've done that and we've been boots on the ground. And I just, 
I think the sky is the limit for Leeds. This is not a club where you're, you, we, made the, we, we made it to the Premier League and we're barely trying, to, uh, barely trying to hang on by the laces of our shoes. No, this is a club that has every opportunity uh, to become one of the bigger, uh, you know, one of the big contenders year in and year out in the Premier League. Uh, and they have the fanhood for it. They have the stadium for it. They have the geography where they play being a one club town. All the ingredients are there. We just have to deliver. I'm fascinated. There were many mid-level Premier League teams that you could have brought your brain share know-how to. You went second tier, money losing. You're at 49ers, a blue chip sporting operation. You've got your Everton's. You've got your Aston Villa's. You've got your West Ham's. What, what was it that made you delve so far down? An incredible gamble. You're like now looking great they're in the premier league that was never especially not for leeds a given yeah i think because and not to take anything away from those clubs uh, but i'll tell you that i don't think anybody has the potential of anyone you mentioned the, the potential that leeds has uh if you think about 20 years ago or 40 years ago when leeds was one of the best clubs in all of europe uh and and by virtue of that they developed a global fan base whether it's in australia whether it's in the u.s i mean i'll tell you something I, growing up, I, I, I played baseball and soccer my whole life, and I've obviously been working in football for the last 20 years, and I didn't follow the Premier League or, or European football much, but I'd heard of Leeds. I'd heard of Leeds because Leeds used to be one of the best brands in all of the world as well, you know, and so knowing that uh, is it just nobody has that potential that Leeds has. <sighs> Leeds were great back in the days when Joe Montana Oh, roam the field at Candlestick. But the, the NFL is now finding its way into English football big time. Fulham chairman Shad Khan controls the Jacksonville Jaguars. Stan Kroenke, Arsenal's majority shareholder, Los Angeles Rams. The Glazers own Manchester United and Tampa Bay. What is behind the desire to be involved in both codes of football? You know, I don't, uh, I, I don't know for them. I'll speak to us, and, and, and uh, that's, that's what I know best. And honestly, it's because um, we see opportunity. You know, there is a – I'll tell you what. One of the – when people ask me what are some of the learnings that I've that, – that, uh, from coming from the 49ers to, to Leeds now on and off the pitch, one of the big sort of uh, epiphanies for me off the, off the pitch uh, is 49ers fans are hardcore. NFL fans are hardcore. They're very passionate about their team. The level of passion uh, for, for, from Leeds supporters, it is wo- the, the, how much they care about the club, it is woven into the fabric of their being. Uh, and it is, a, it is next level. Uh, and so, you know, and the fact that uh, there's just so much opportunity uh, for a club that owns that town and that city, uh, that that's the reason why we want to be a part of it. We want to help. We want to give that and, and restore glory, help restore glory for the for lead supporters. There's a global nature of football as opposed to the NFL, which is nationally dominant in the United States, but lacks the worldwide legs of the Premier League. How much of a factor was that? Totally a factor. What people don't realize in the U.S. sports is that even with our rights and marks and, and um, you know, the 49ers logo, we actually only control the 49ers logo within a little geography around San Francisco. Outside of, outside of that geography and certainly outside of the country, the NFL sort of controls all of the brands. When you have a, when you have a global football club like a, uh, like a Liverpool or a Manchester United or Manchester City or Leeds United, 
you actually get to control your brand and your rights and marks all across the world. And so as you achieve success as a club on the pitch, you could do so much more off the pitch to, to, to grow the brand and captivate your fans in other parts of the world. You took a seat on the Leeds Board of Directors. What was your original vision in terms of what you could bring? Was it to learn from soccer or to impart your wisdom? You know what? This is not, we're not doing, uh, this is not brain surgery. We're not working in the ER. This is still professional sports. So what I mean is there's a lot of things that are similar. Yes, we play an entirely different sport, uh, but how to market your team, how to do sponsorships, how to operate your stadium, how to think about building your squad, maximizing return and minimizing risk. Uh, how to think about, you know, uh, the head coach searches and your sporting director searches. There's so many things that I've been through over two decades of the 49ers. Um, and, and as the 49ers, we've been on that life cycle um, and gotten to the stage that we're at today, which is unfortunately on the doorstep of the Super Bowl, but falling just short and hopefully getting there sometime soon. But I can, I can export that knowledge and take it into, into the Leeds boardroom and help, help that club grow. Premier League football is a much more anarchical world compared to the NFL, free of a salary cap and a draft. I mean, how much of a commonality is there between overseeing an NFL team and the Premier League team, which is chaos personified? Yeah, uh, there are differences, but there are certainly similarities. Like I said, you're still trying to build the best portfolio uh, on the pitch of, uh, you know, how do you build, construct the right squad? And it's not, it's not just about uh, money. You know, it's not just about how many how many pounds you're spending. It's also about, you know, what is what is some of the magic pixie dust that you have? How are you building the right culture? I mean, look at look at how much I'll tell you the person, the, the, the first person who deserves all the credit for the culture change is Andrea. He's done such a phenomenal job. And he's one of those guys that um, what I'm inspired by him is the fact that he is one of those people that is going to succeed or die trying. He has such tremendous will. Um, and in, in light of great, even, even when there's chaos around him, he just is maniacally focused on what he wants and people follow that. And then he doubled down on that with the, with the appointment of Marcelo Bielsa as our manager. And it's the same thing. It is just a relentless pursuit of success, um, that in light of all chaos around you, at some point, people just want to follow that North star. You know, and uh, and that's something that we've been inspired by ourselves. Leeds is a singular city, Perro. Can you describe the atmosphere at Ellen Road when you first rolled up, went to a match, and what it compares to in the American sports world? Uh, it's uh, it's phenomenal. I'm so inspired by it, and and uh, like when you said earlier, why not some of these other clubs that are one of nine or ten clubs in London? No, thank you. I want to be part of uh, one club in one city, which is the third largest metropolitan area in all in all of the United in all of the UK. Um, it's phenomenal, you know. Going there, I love. I mean, we pre-COVID, I was there every month, and I loved every minute of it because it was just people cared. It was, it was like I said, it was part of their being. It was part of their day. It was part of everything that who they are. Um, and Ellen Road is that personified. And I love the fact that, you know, it's a, it's a 36,000, 37,000 person venue by, by U.S. standards. That's small, uh, right? But, uh, but uh, how, much, how much they care. And then as, as a director, very different than American football, 
you're right there with the fans. You know, there's no, you're not up, you're not up in a, in a corporate box or anything like that. Uh, the director's box are right there next to the fans. I love it. It's just, um, it's a special, special experience. <sighs> Beers, pies, and glory. You've tasted it all. That's right. Well, what, what's been your biggest, what, what aspect have you become most involved in? Uh, you know, right now is, like I said, we're passengers on the flight and we're, uh, we're soaking in learnings and we're trying to help wherever we can. So uh, the areas where we've been able to really probably d- drive more value in the last couple of years is with Angus off the pitch commercially and what we could do to grow, grow our business. And, and, and as we grow our business in turn, that gives us more resources to grow, um, to grow our squad on the pitch, right? Um, so being able to do that and kind of being a sounding board for Andrea. I mean, we have multiple times a week chats where um, just we've been there. You know, we've been through a lot of this over the last two decades at the 49ers. And we've probably seen a lot of the things that maybe he hasn't seen yet. And so we can help we can help guide there. Like what? Uh, you know, for example, as we went through the process in, in hiring uh, Coach Bielsa. You know, we had been there ourselves and we had gone through multiple processes and I shared with him what our learnings were. And some of the things that we were looking for were yeah, the 49ers were less so tactical, how you go about executing a game plan. But it was more sort of global. It was more culture, leadership, vision, um, how how a person up top is the like I said, is the North Star that everybody follows. Uh, and that was that was what our realization was of the 49ers that we needed. Um, and fortunately, Andrea found the right man to do exactly that, at least. I mean, that Bielsa hire was magical. It's akin to Greg Popovich rolling up at UNLV and bringing back the glory days. You are well known to use analytics to hire 49ers coaches. How do you even begin to compute Bielsa to Leeds? Yeah, I mean, he's been phenomenal and all the credit in the world to Andrea and Victor and Angus on that because, you know, it was an unknown hire and it was a, a it was one that was met with skepticism, but Andrea had vision and he and he knew what he could do in changing the culture and and bringing leadership to the club and it's uh, I'm so proud of Andrea for making that difficult decision and I'm so proud to be a part of it. What's been your biggest learning? You know what? I'll tell you, in my day job here at the 49ers, I negotiate all our player contracts and I manage our salary cap. And, and the way player contracts work and the salary cap work is somewhat fixed. My biggest learning is these, this global market uh, for players. has cre- It's so fluid and agents have so much more power than they do in American sports to, to maneuver and it's almost sometimes like, wait, what's the point of a contract? Because the player and agent can just, ah, I don't want to be here. I want to go there. And they drive so much change. And, you know, obviously there's a very, very, very high profile example at another club of a, of a, of a top, top player who almost left his squad or wanted to leave his squad. Uh, and and it just that doesn't happen so much in American sports. And so uh, that's been a very, very interesting learning for me. What's been the biggest surprise? Ah, boy, the biggest surprise is uh, just in the championship, uh, just how much of a, of a back alley fight each match is. It is a competitive, tough uh, dogfight uh, to, to get through the treacherous championship. And, and uh, the clubs that get through it, like, you know what? It's, uh, it, 
it's almost a crapshoot, you know, so at some point, because yes, you want to be the more talented, but it is a rugged, rugged league. Um, and now that we have matriculated up to the Premier League, now the name of the game is not just hanging on by the seat of our pants, but now we want to stay. And that's why as the 49ers, we, we want to be more involved. I'm hoping to be more involved and hoping to be an even bigger partner to Andrea, uh, you know, both, both financially, but also, but also in all the other aspects on and off the pitch. How did you celebrate the championship title? Where were you? Take us there. Yeah, unfortunately, we were stuck at home because I would have been there because I was there for the Derby County matches last year, uh, and that was painful. Uh, and I was both there for you know both the one at Derby and the one at Ellen Road, and and it was painful. Uh, so I was just watching and and texting and WhatsApping and FaceTiming with Andrea and Angus and Victor. Uh, the, every moment of it and afterwards. It was great. We did our own little celebration here at the 49ers. Um, and I think there were a few uh, shots involved. Uh, and so we definitely had a good night. Now your team are in the top flight. Things are much more interesting. What's your current thinking about what is possible? We want to get more involved. We want to help more. We want to drive more value on and off the pitch. Use our 49ers expertise if Andrea and the team will have us. We want to become bigger partners with Andrea. Uh, we're hoping we're hoping that comes to fruition, but we want to be, uh, you know, to some extent, we want to help him. We want to help him fly the plane a little bit more, uh, and we don't want to just hang around. We want to become a force in the Premier League, and we think we got the ingredients to be able to do that. You're going to start the Kyle Shanahan to Ellen Road rumors if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great is uh, Kyle. And John Lynch, our, our GM, they're wearing their Leeds United gear all the time. And they're wearing it. They're, sometimes they're wearing it out at practice. You'll see it at press conferences. They've got Leeds United on instead of 49ers. Oh, Kyle Shanahan, Minneapolis Bielsa. And I've seen John Lynch tackle. He is proper Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester City this weekend. Oh, How would you feel about that one? Uh, well, I'm excited. I'm excited to, uh, to be able to you know, play... There's a, there's a, uh, it's sort of a barometer for us, right? It's sort of a blueprint for us of what we, what we, they're, they're a great example of what we can become and they have a certain standard and, you know, let's see how we, how we can match that standard. Uh, you're confident. Yeah, I'm confident because I know we belong. You know, we're not, we didn't just squeak by. We didn't just barely get in happy to be here. I know we belong and how that manifests on the pitch. Let's see Saturday. 49ers against Eagles, confident. Uh, yes, I'm always confident. And so we'll see how that goes Sunday night. Parag, shut your eyes with me. Ten years' time, where are Leeds United? And where are the 49ers within the organization? That's easy. Uh, it's Le- Leeds is, is competing for Champions League and competing for one of those top spots uh, year in and year out, not by fluke. Uh, but by annual sustained competitive success. Uh, and same thing with the 49ers. Our goal isn't to just be a flash in the pan. Our goal is to build sustained competitive success. Um, and obviously, obviously the ball bounces in a certain way and, and the football bounces in a certain way. And so whether you win it year in and year out, is there's some luck involved. But putting yourself in a position to be competitive where you have a chance to win it, that's what matters. Wherever the ball bounces, Patrick Bamford's there to slam in the rebound. To you, Parag. Nice for the first three matches. (laughs) To your organization, 
to America, to Leeds United, courage. Thank you, Roger. Appreciate the time. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.